Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for a spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Now, hope can seem a bit thin on the ground these days, and these times can make it very tempting to fall into negative cycles of thinking and feeling and behavior. My guest today is Dr. Dan Tomasulo, and he believes that hope has never been more relevant, never been more needed than it is now, especially as new research shows that the true nature of hope evolves from our beliefs and expectations. Are you ready to meet him? Honored by ShareCare as one of the top 10 online influencers on the issue of depression, Dr. Dan Tomasulo is a core faculty member at the Spirituality Mind Body Institute Teachers College, Columbia University. He holds a PhD in psychology, MFA in writing, and Master of Applied Positive Psychology from the University of Pennsylvania. Dan's award-winning memoir, American Snake Pit, was released in 2018, and his most recent book, Learned Hopefulness, The Power of Positivity to Overcome Depression, was hailed as the perfect recipe for fulfillment, joy, peace, and expansion of awareness by Deepak Chopra. You can find out more about Dan and his work at Dan Tomasulo. Dot com. Dan, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you so much, Karen. I'm looking forward to chatting with you. Oh, thank you. Let's start basic. What is hope? What do you mean when you talk about hope? Well, hope really has to do with our expectation of control in the future. Uh, you know, a lot of people use hope and faith interchangeably, but that's that's really not the way uh, we look at it in science. Uh, what we're doing is we're looking at the degree to which we feel we believe we can control something in the future, whereas something like faith is that we think something else is going to control our future. What are some of the myths about hope. When I say hope and I see the words positive psychology, I think about um, there's a there's a way to look at that that leads to like spiritual bypass and just kind of grinning aimlessly at everything that comes your way. That's not what you're talking about here. That's not what this is. No, you know, I, I think, too, you know, once you start to study this stuff, it's really not a spectator sport anymore. <laughs> you, you, you can't you can't do this kind of work and not be affected by it. And I guess about 15 years ago or so, I went through a really rough time personally, and um, I was I was really disappointed. I knew a lot about different therapies and, you know, all the things that are, are out there. But I, I really didn't feel like they were helpful. And it started me on this journey of trying to find out, well, what really does work? And that that led me to positive psychology. And I was kind of stunned by the fact that some very simple things um worked when nothing else worked. So so part of it is to understand that there is real science out there that can help us transform. And what I learned about hope is that hope is the only positive emotion that requires negativity or uncertainty to be activated. 
And for me, that was like a big revolution in my head. It was like, oh, my God. Um, I thought positive emotions, and you know, I thought hope was a positive thing. Then you realize, well, wait a minute. If you, if you don't have negativity or uncertainty, there's no need for hope. If I know something's <laughs> definitely going to happen or I'm not uncertain, then, then there's no need for hope. And then that starts to unravel some, some of the other myths behind it. Well, and it speaks, when you look at it that way, it kind of speaks to the complexity of our journey, mm. how it's like how it's good and bad, or I'm using those loosely, but good and bad rubbing up together, that it's from that kind of that, that friction of the, the things that happen to us that maybe we can't control or the negativity or the anxiety that can spark hope. I had this uh, terrific opportunity to um, study with um Thich Nhat Hanh, who's a Vietnamese Buddhist uh, monk, probably the leading Zen master at the, at the time. And, uh, you know, you were allowed to ask him questions. And uh, somebody in the audience asked this question, you know, well, how do you know if something's good or bad? And how do you try to keep things on the good side rather than the bad side and all like that? And, um, uh, you know, typical for Thich Nhat Hanh, I think he didn't answer the question. He just sat there, you know, and everybody's like, did he hear it? Did he get it? You know? And um, then he just picked up a piece of paper and he held it in front of the audience. And he said, you can't separate this side from that side. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you could hear wow. the, the collective audience say, you whoa, <laughs> because, because I, I think, Part of understanding hope is to understand uh, that uh, failure, disappointment, setback is, is part of being human and learning how to not just be resilient and, and bounce back, but to bounce forward. We, we have science now that shows that there are really direct ways that we can start to harvest and cultivate positive emotions. And we can do that in a way that there's an additive factor. That there's something that that can move us and shape us that um, becomes what we call bidirectional. If I put a little bit of effort in and I can achieve a micro goal, something very small, uh, that's going to fill me right back up with wanting to do the next thing. You know, we have a downward spiral when things kind of pull us into this whirlpool and hold us down, uh, you know, uh, getting depressed or being upset, uh, negative emotions are stronger than positive emotions. It'll hold us down. But if we can learn how to move very slightly, very incidentally in a positive direction, uh, there's an upward spiral there, something called the broaden and build theory that allows us to gain more and more access to positivity. And that becomes the balance. You share a story in the, in the book of a, a woman who you were working with, who was so depressed that there was, uh, it felt like there was nothing. So no suggestion, no medication, there was a no nothing. And you made a suggestion to her for a very, simple micro goal of washing one dish and it and it sparked magic for her 
<laughs> I have permission to tell this story, although it was a very long time ago. Uh, I can tell you, I was, you know, kind of starting out in this idea of uh, trying to help people and get people people who are depressed and kind of in their own dark bubble uh, to um, to make changes. And uh, this lovely woman had had a devastating experience. Her husband had left her and, you know, she was uh, uh, at home alone in the house. They didn't have kids. And she really went into this whirlpool uh, of, of depression. Uh, but she showed up for therapy and she was there weekly. And, uh, you know, we would sit, we'd talk, but no changes were making um, making their way into her life. And I, I started to wonder, maybe I'm not uh, maybe I'm not a good therapist, first of all, or maybe she needs different therapy or maybe, 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 maybe. And um, she was always on time and uh, always, you know, brought to the session her her complete awareness and self. But she was pretty resistant to change. And then one day she was late. <laughs> she came in about 10 minutes late um, with a uh, package of paper plates under her arm. Now, this woman had been isolated for months and months, had shunned her friends, wasn't going out, didn't have anybody over the house. So she said, oh, I'm so sorry for being late. I had to stop and pick up paper plates. <laughs> I said, you know, I this was back when I was I had unbridled enthusiasm. And I said, uh, oh, this this is wonderful. You, you're going to have people over the house and the paper plates are like for cake. And, you know, she looked at me like I had three heads and said, <laughs> no. And I said, well, well, maybe your family's coming over. You'll, you'll have some dessert with them. And you, you know, the paper plates are for that. She was like, no, I made a few more lame guesses. And um, finally she said, no, no, no. The, the paper plates are because I've run out of other plates and you know the look on my face was sort of like huh yeah i i, I couldn't quite grasp what she was saying she said uh yeah I'm, I'm all out of regular plates so i figured i'd go get paper plates and when i probed a little deeper on it she um had been eating on the plates in her house, one section, one corner at a time. So she could get three, maybe four meals out of a plate, then it would get dirty and she would move on to the next plate. And she says, now all the plates are used, they're all dirty, uh, including the china. And you know, my big intervention was, why don't you wash the plates? And she took real offense to that. She said, uh, they're not gonna bring my husband back. Uh, who's who's going to want to be with me now? And she started this whirlpool of negative thinking that was kind of overwhelming. She said, you think washing plates is going to do it for me? You think that's going to help my life? There's no sense in washing them. Paper plates will work just fine. So we had a fight for the next <laughs> 45 minutes. And I begged her, please, between now and next week, wash one dish. And that was all, a micro goal. Just do one thing. And we fought about it. She was very resistant. And finally, she said, all right, all right, all right, I'll wash one dish. Well, I got a call that night. And I... I I couldn't even tell who it was. The person on the other end of the phone was so excited, and it was her. She said, you know, I washed one dish, and it felt so good. I couldn't wait to wash another. 
and then another and another. She said, I washed all the dishes. I put them away. And then I started cleaning out my drawers, my closet. She said, the, the energy I got from feeling empowered. Now, I know it's not going to change everything in my life, but I was able to have an impact. I was able to make a change. And and I love that story because um, when she finally left therapy, she brought me a little package of paper plates uh, and she left it with me as a parting gift. She says, I want you to remember <laughs> what my turning point was. And she actually finished therapy up pretty quickly after that because she was more empowered. Oh, my God. Oh, I love that. You're listening to Out of the Fog, and I'm talking with Dr. Dan Tomasulo. His new book is Learned Hopefulness, The Power of Positivity to Overcome Depression. You can find out more about Dan and his work at dantomasulo.com. So we're in a time right now where there is a lot of negativity where there, especially in the pandemic time, there's that idea that this is the time we should be writing our novel or losing 25 pounds or becoming a better person or we're supposed to Marie Kondo our house or whatever it is. (laughs) How do we, how can we set goals when we're not feeling hopeful? How do we break down and kind of find the micro goals that will work the best for us? What a terrific question. You know, I I have a a program, something called the 21 Day Hope Challenge, and um, there are seven interventions that have to do with the past, seven for the present, and seven for the future, because Mm -hmm. I I don't think all these positive interventions are uh, equal. I, I think we have to take a look at what's already happened in our life and see what we can harvest from there, the positive things that have already taken place, because they're pretty much the low-hanging fruit in positive psychology. It's already happened. And what we know is that if we can recall it and savor it and bring it to the forefront, this harvesting of positive emotions can um, take what's happened in the past and make our present much more beautiful, much more powerful, which sets us up for having uh, uh, a more optimistic outlook. So the things I would say now, I would I would make three very direct recommendations. The first is to do a gratitude review. I do this every morning. Uh, when I wake up, I think of the last 24 hours and the things that I have gratitude for, three things in particular, that I know I have had, but I've probably shot through my day. You know, I've got a to-do list that would, uh, you know, it's around my neck, it feels. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to sometimes stop and take in the good stuff. But it takes about two minutes. And I think about three really positive things that I have grabbed gratitude for and I identify them and acknowledge them. And what that does is it highlights the positive emotion that's already happened and brings it to the forefront. The second thing I would say is to use what we call in in hope research, uh, a recalibration, micro goals. What can you get done in the next 20 minutes? You might have had something planned for this year, but Lord knows that's all gone to the wayside, right? So now the question is, what can you get done today? So the goals become very, very specific. Um, I wrote an article about chopping carrots uh, because when you're planning 
a lunch or a soup, you're in almost the perfect state of being. You're completely focused, you're mindful, you're in the moment with chopping the carrots, but you're your mind is a few steps ahead thinking about putting the water on, getting the other vegetables ready. So you're in this place where the moment is calibrated to what you can get done in a short period of time to start getting that bi-directional boost of putting out something that's positive and getting back some feedback that says, I I can make changes happen in my my life. I'm 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 important. I'm I, I'm meaningful and powerful in these few minutes. Not not over the span of months or a half a year or a year, but in this twenty minutes. So my my, my day is filled with uh, twenty or thirty twenty minute uh, sessions <laughs> that that really keep me focused on the present. So we have something for the past. Uh, you know the gratitude collection, something for the present, and then something for uh, what I call all time, which is to invest in relationships. Our relationships, if I want to know how long you're going to live and how well, all I have to do is look at the quality of your relationship. So invest in that. Make sure that there's time for your friends. Make sure that there's time for family. It might have to be FaceTime. It might have to be a Zoom cocktail party. But whatever it is to make sure that you're investing in your friends because they're the past, the present, and your future. Mm. How do we... Well, you share a quote from Dr. Bruce Lipton. Once you become aware, you're responsible for your thoughts. You are right. responsible for your thoughts. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> right. I, don't, I don't like that very much. But once you become aware, you're responsible for your thoughts, then you're responsible for your thoughts. So as we have this awareness, right, I can make change. It can be different. I can wash one dish. I can look 20 minutes ahead. I can look back in gratitude. How do we keep showing up for ourselves even when it's difficult, even when we're always making adjustments, even when our, our mood goes up and down and our goals change. And whereas maybe one day what I could do in 20 minutes is a lot, but the next day what I can do in 20 minutes might really be to just like turn over onto my side. How do we keep showing up for ourselves when everything's changing? I think the fountain that we have to draw from is self-compassion. Uh, it's only been the last 10 years or so that um, we've started to really understand self-compassion at a core level. Um, I actually have a, a free uh, video, a very brief three-minute video on a self-compassion exercise on the website. Um, and, and one of the things I think about um, cultivating self-compassion is that if you uh, see it as something that can be cultivated, not a one-off, not like, you know, treat yourself like your best friend would treat you kind of thing, you know, in this moment or that, but to daily have uh, some time where you can be your own benevolent witness, mm-hmm. where you can see yourself um, in, a, in a positive light. I, I screw up now <laughs> faster and more often than I think at any other time in my life. And um, it's just there are so many demands, there are so many things. So I'll, I'll, I'll do things where I'll mess up. And the truth of the matter is I've learned to have some compassion for myself so that I don't wallow in 
you know, you know beating myself up. I made a mistake. Uh, who who can I talk to to help fix it? Who can I ask for help? Um, and what happens is you start moving through life with a sense that I'm going to make some mistakes and I'm going to be okay. You hold two thoughts. Mm-hmm. And you help yourself um, really nurture who you are as you go through these really difficult times so that you can not only draw on self-compassion, but then have compassion for others. I'm going back to what you said about if you want to know, if if I want to know about the length of your life or how happy you'll be, I'll look at your relationships. Hmm. And that idea of us being in relationship with ourselves as the benevolent witness as the fountain of compassion that that really speaks to me just as an anxious person who's a mother and a wife and trying to do things in the world that there's a relationship i often don't get a lot of give a lot of time to Mm -hmm. so that's that's powerful to me as i listen to you say that you know sometimes we realize that our negative thinking has come from people who have said negative things to us well the truth is the the positive side of that the positive interject come from the people who have been kind to us and loving to us and what we need to do is take their words their spirit their notion of who we are and um, facilitate and cultivate that through self-compassion what would you say to somebody who's waiting to be hopeful? Somebody who says, um, I, now I'm really down, but give me a sign, throw me a bone. I'm waiting for something to come along to change me. Well, the thing I would say is that hope is a verb. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this is the time to make something happen, not to wait for something to happen. And the the sense of intentionality um, is is powerful. If you think about it, I don't want to get too, too metaphysical here in the closing moments, but if you're able to observe your negative thoughts, it means that there's a true self that is observing part of you. And the moment you become aware of that, that's the opportunity for change. That's what people with high hope have. They recognize that they're having thoughts that they can control. They're like the front wheels of a car. You point them to the left, you go to the left. You point them to the right, you know, they go to the right. But if you point one wheel in one direction and the other wheel in the other direction, you're not going anywhere. So so part of it is to, to grab the steering wheel and make decisions about, I want to give something to try. I want to do this. And that in and of itself is the beginning of uh, self-control and self-direction. Now, can you let the listeners know, please, how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, how they can get their hands on this book? Sure. Um, uh, The book is called Learned Hopefulness, uh, The Power of Positivity to Overcome Depression. Um, I was very fortunate. It was the... uh, number one new release back in June on Amazon. And um, so uh, any of the, uh, you know, good bookstores, uh, uh, independent bookstores, Powell's or Amazon has it. Uh, My website uh, is Dan, D-A-N, Tomasulo, T-O-M-A-S-U-L-O.com. And um, there's a number of free resources on there and uh, some blogs and material. And you can also order the book there. 
Wonderful. And this book comes highly recommended. I know you've worked closely with Martin Seligman um, and Deepak Chopra and Tal Ben-Shahar and a ton of other people have come out in, in support of in support of the book. And now having read it myself, I highly recommend it to the listeners' attention. Um, Dan, thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you, Karen. And thanks for asking such powerful questions. Thank you. Um, that's Dr. Dan Thomas-Sulo. His new book is Learned Hopefulness, The Power of Positivity to Overcome Depression. And you can find out more about Dan and his work at danthomasulo.com. That's D-A-N-T-O-M-A-S. ULO.com, danthomasulo.com. There's a free video there, uh, a self-compassion exercise. There are other resources there for you. So danthomasulo.com. You're also very welcome over at karenhager.com. It's a great place to find out more about what's coming up next on this radio program and to find out about upcoming classes and events. You can also check out and book a private session with me if you are so inclined. And every month, the first Sunday of every month, and this is, I think this is more important now than ever. We've been doing this for more than three years now. But the first Sunday of every month, we gather for Opening the Peaceful Heart, A Call for Love. That's a free 15-minute guided meditation open to all, where we gather with people from all over the world to focus in meditation on peace in our hearts and peace in the world. When we do that, we create not only peace in our hearts through that awareness, of our power to change, but we also then can take from that balanced place, take and create change in the world. Things change when we gather in this way. The information about the next calls are available to you at openpeacefulheart.com. There's also a library of guided meditations there for you to stream any darn time you like. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Peace.